Welcome to a podcast from The Edge. I'm absolutely fine, but mini. Five minutes broadcast live from The Edge, The Brink, The Overwhelm, The Vortex, (laughs) slips into your feed every Friday. Not that Friday feeling, but rather all the fucking feelings. All the fucking feelings. Just to let you know that this week is nearly over and there's only one more week to go before you have to get through the next week. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Hello everybody, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine, but I was just gazing out the window balefully as I do and I thought to myself, I have high hopes for the garden this year. (laughs) That exact phrase came into my head, which obviously is something that only a 350 year old woman would think anyway, but also why would I have high hopes for the garden? I've never had a high hope in my life. Literally not a high hope for anything. No, I'm actively afraid of any kind of hope. Also, (laughs) I have black fingers. I killed a succulent the other day. Quite hard to do. Is that hard? Yeah, I mean, or maybe it was a cactus, but like something unkillable I killed. I won't spend money on a gardener. I don't have the money, so it hasn't been touched. And last year, nothing flowered. (laughs) I didn't understand no height, nothing, no hydrangeas, nothing. And they're just sort of sticky, woody things sticking out. So this is not uncharacteristic optimism. This is active delusion. There you go. You've actually just moved into a whole other plane. I've crossed the lexicon. (laughs) You're now just delusional. It was going to happen. I mean, you know, sorry. You think it was in the post? Yes, for all of us, I mean, not just you. How are you, Em? Well, I'm Emily, I'm absolutely fine. And while you were gazing out of your window, having high hopes for something, which is extraordinary, I was sliding across your kitchen floor. I did hear you yell. (laughs) And I'm wearing socks, but not like, but I always wear socks. And uh, I mean, maybe your kitchen floor has been recently polished. I don't know. But then my immediate thought as I sort of stuck my hands out to try and hold on to something was, oh, my God, are socks and tiles now out of the picture? Yes. Yet another thing. So precarious. Well, I have to tell you that apart from the risk of personal injury, (laughs) I do not like leaving you alone in my kitchen. (laughs) Because you are, as you well know, with your evil cackle, you are a kitchen criminal. I mean... Kitchen criminality. You know, one wonders, is it a sign of deep psychological problems or is it just a sort of the only outlet for any kind of rebellion that you have? Because you do dodgy shit in a kitchen, Emily. <laughs> I am Emily and I am a kitchen criminal. You are. I don't like leaving you with a nice, fresh pat of butter. Because what do you do? I stick the knife in and dig. You gouge, you dig, you don't wash the butter dish between butters. Oh, I absolutely do not. Rancid. I washed it the other day. I washed it the other day and we've discussed this many times on the podcast. I nearly sent you a picture. But how many butters had been in you know, in between that three. washing and... Three. And I was just passed out, everybody. <laughs> We're going to be in horror. Also, you do something weird with every kitchen door. The fridge door. Leave it open until I'm done. I can literally see the cold flooding out, the electricity bill soaring as you just go about your business with the door hanging open. Do you know... Beeping. It's not only the fridge door, actually. I, and you haven't witnessed this, but I know it annoys someone in my household. I leave all of the cupboard doors open as I'm using them. So, like, the cutlery drawer will be open, the dry goods cupboard will be open, the, the sauce... Until I'm completely satisfied that I'm done with everything, and then I will close everything. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, you guys know that we're not shy about getting things off our chest. The tiny inconveniences that can ruin our days to the big, overwhelming worries that can flood our nights. 
Trouble is, we all got into the habit of saying, I'm absolutely fine. Emily and I added the but specifically to get off autopilot and give ourselves the space to say what we were really experiencing. But we weren't always so free with our inner furies. A few years ago, I began experiencing debilitating panic attacks because I felt I couldn't tell anyone all the things that I was feeling, that I was not coping, that I felt like a failure. I was so ashamed, so I kept it all bottled inside. And of course, it started leaking out. It was only when I found a therapist and began sharing those doubts and insecurities with her that the panic began to dissipate. Because therapy can be a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midult. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash midult. Better help, because sometimes the best thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. That, to me, is an environment of extreme stress. Well, it is a bit like when you see those hauntings from, like, the <laughs> 1950s, the people who faked poltergeist, poltergeist shit. Yeah. It's like that. It's basically, you walk into a kitchen while I'm in full flow and you've got all the cupboard doors and it's like, who the fuck is haunting this place? Well, it made me, me think, because I can't watch anything scary or really <laughs> contemplate anything that's scary on film, it made me think of the scene of the spit spot, it's a game in Mary Poppins. Oh, yes. Where all the doors are going, the toy soldiers are going mental. It's all, you know, it's actually, it is quite horror for me, come to think of it. The other thing that you have stopped doing, largely because I think I just shouted at you one time too many, was plunging a buttery bread crummy knife into a pot of jam. Did I actually ever do that? Immediate flowering mould. I'm refuting this accusation. I feel like I need to be defended on this. I don't think I do that. I just certainly haven't done it for a long time. Take it to your therapist. <laughs> do a step four. You absolutely did. Okay, fine. I tell you what I absolutely don't do, but I know that people do, is push bin stuff down not just push it down almost like tread on it almost jump on it create such pressure in order to not have to be the person who takes out the bin and what's it becomes sort of compacted what's annoying about that is that in the time that it takes to compact you could literally change the bin i know it is a horrid job i mean i resent it every time i have to do it but i mean I, i i do do it if you push it down too much you rip the bin bag and then you have bin juice everywhere and bin juice is never a happy thing bin juice is a two-word horror story Bin juice is a two-word horror story. Here's another two-word horror story. Okay. Wet Tupperware. Ooh. Now, I, I have admitted I am definitely a kitchen criminal, but I do not leave wet Tupperware. So you put the lid on when it's still wet, and then it creates Ooh. its own kind of ecosystem based on no scientific knowledge or expertise whatsoever. I assume that is just bacteria blossoming, those little beads of sweat you get inside. And it's, it goes yellow. yellow. It does go yellow. Not that I would know this because I haven't done this, but I imagine it has, she says. Yes. <laughs> but also, I can never find a fucking lid anyway. So, you know, who seals it up? Who seals their Tupperware up? <laughs> you can't stack it properly. And if you can't stack it... What the fuck can you do with it? What the fuck can you do? Is there an answer? It collapses all over the place. It's okay. like a sort of Tupperware triffid. It, it, it somehow... Does Tupperware give birth to other ill-fitting Tupperware? Yes, I assume it does. Does it shrink? Does it grow? Well, certainly if you seal it and whatever, it does get little creatures, so... People who put the milk bottle back in the fridge 
with an amount of milk that's basically invisible to the naked eye in it. Why do people think that's acceptable? I have to tell you that if I am at the end of the milk, I will make my tea milkier in yes. order to avoid doing that. I will take one for the team here. I will never put it back. I have to tell you that my my father and his second wife used to have a competition about who could leave the car with the least amount of petrol in it for the next person. That was their battleground. Yes. Yeah, that sounds healthy. <laughs> That's not in any way toxic. What sort of environment was that to grow up in? <laughs> it was fantastic. Why do you think that I leave all the cupboards open like I'm permanently haunted? Because you're absolutely fine. I'm absolutely fine. Perhaps the biggest kitchen crime. I don't accuse you of this, is putting things back in a different place because that's actually gaslighting. It is. I mean, oh my God, how stressful. I actually, when I'm at other people's houses and I really want to help, when I empty the dishwasher, I will leave the stuff out there rather than try and muddle through. And when you're at someone's house and you say, oh, let me help, and they say, no, I'll do it. (laughs) It's one of those statements that you should listen to. Yes, I agree, because it means don't fuck with my system. Yeah. Don't fuck with our systems. Hell yes, this is the mantra that we're taking into the weekend. Happy weekend, everybody. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.